For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. What's up, everybody? Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. Two weeks away from Christmas, December 11th. Holy shit. This year has flown by, but it's been a great year, man. 2019 has been a good year. I can't say that about every year. There's been some bad ones. You know, I feel like the end of the year typically... I'm like, okay, this year was like fine or like maybe kind of shit and like big hope for next year. I feel like this was a great year and I feel like 2020 has to be a good year. And man, what a great year it's been for this podcast. We've had so many incredible guests. I feel like maybe I've finally found my sea legs here a little bit with this thing now after 200 episodes. Um, Well, this episode this week, it's a great one. It's awesome because I talked to a guy that I have talked to a million times. We are super close friends. We have done so many shows together. Listen later to see the exact number of shows because I counted. This is Jeremy of, I still don't know how to say his last name actually, which is kind of weird. Jeremy of the Devil Wears Prada. He's here and what a singer. A guy that I feel like doesn't get enough credit for singing in that band. And their new record, The Act, is out now. Jeremy sounds incredible all through this record. There's a lot of him on this record. He definitely qualifies as a lead singer, okay? In my opinion, he qualifies. And he's one of the funniest, sweetest, and smartest guys that I know. So I'm very, very happy to finally have him on the show. Well, what else to tell y'all? Man, um, my tan is fading away. My Jamaican tan is fading away. It's cold as hell. 
my car, which I had a flat tire like two weeks ago. Now my car is doing this weird thing where it either only blows super, super freezing cold air or the hottest air known to mankind. Uh, And when it's wintertime like it is here uh, in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, just outside Detroit, it's not good. It's really, really not good. So I've had a bit of a rough week, but uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like this year's just been so good, and I'm so focused on next year and everything I got going on. Silverstein, the new record, is finished. We're doing all sorts of shows next year. We're starting to get in rehearsal mode and get ready for that, celebrating 20 years. Go over to Silverstein20.com and check all that out for some tickets, for some VIP, whatever you need. We also just dropped a live record, When Broken is Easily Fixed, 15 year. We do the entire thing live, and we've been getting a lot of real rave compliments on that with, I guess, the mixing job that our producer, mixer Sam, did on that one is is pretty cool. So, yes, definitely check out all that stuff. Um, If you want to support the show, let me remind you guys that we have a really great option that really, really helps me out and also gives you a whole bunch of very cool stuff if you are a big fan of the show or if you just want to help me out. But, you know, I assume you're listening to this. You probably listen to a few other episodes. And, uh, you know, if you like the show, throw me a bone and join the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. The link to check out is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. It helps me out and you get a whole bunch of of bonus episodes, interviews that I do with non-lead singers, other people in the music industry, some bonus episodes with some lead singers as well, a whole bunch of bonus content. You know, I talk about some of my favorite records and I tell some tour stories as well. You also get access to Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise. We've got this cool, badass Ouija board shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Check it out. The only way you can get it though is if you pony up the at least $6 a month and uh, that gets you in and also you get a bunch of additional stuff too, merch shipped to your house and access to an amazing community of other fans of the show, access to them, access to me. We have sinner meetups. I call the members my sinners. We meet up all over the world. We've got people in the group from like over 15 different countries. So it's really, really cool. All I ask is you check it out. The link again, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. I want to thank Greg from the Menzingers for being such an awesome guest last week. That was super fun. If you missed that one, go back, listen to that one, and then listen to the other 203 episodes or whatever I have, and then join the All Access Club. Do it all. Do it all. And of course, you can always get in touch with me. I love to hear feedback. I read all my emails. I write back to as many as I can. It is Syndrome at gmail dot com yeah and yes because you asked i do have an amazon wish list and people buy me things every year and i am so grateful it is so cool when people send me these packages and i go and i get them and i open the boxes and it is really really sweet of you guys so if you want to check that out you can leadsingersyndrome.com slash wish list and uh i guess that's about it Maybe you've already taken work off for the holidays. If you have, welcome to the holidays. Enjoy the break. Hopefully it's not too cold where you live. And if not, don't worry. 
The end is in sight. Anyway, let's get in to this week's episode and my conversation with my friend Jeremy of The Devil Wears Prada. Good. Do I do I sound okay? You, kinda, you actually kind of sound like you're in a gym. Like, All right, a, one like it's second. very echoey. Let me get on my. Uh... How's this? Is that better? Way better. Okay. <laughs> Dude, no, it's it's can be so it can be tough. It can be tough sometimes. Like people use those AirPod headphones. Yes, and they it, don't it was, sound good. It was a similar unit. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I always try to encourage people to talk directly into the handset. Yeah. Uh, but I understand when we talk for a long period of time, it can be like a lot to hold, you know, oh, hold the phone good. up to your ear. But, dude, thanks for doing this, man. Dude, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm flattered. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we've talked so much, like you and I, um, just like at shows and stuff. I mean, like, I always say, like, part of the the sell like the selling point of this thing as a podcast is like you know for the the kind of promo it's like oh Shane told brings backstage conversations to life you know <laughs> like like but that's kind of like, actually true yeah <laughs> it's actually true but but you and I I mean we've had some doozies you know oh my gosh yeah well we lived together for <laughs> practically a year it seemed like <laughs> yeah you, you know what I looked it up do you know how many shows our bands have played together oh my gosh I really want to know do you have a guess 100 110. Holy crap. Dude, a hundred is a, so many. That's a good that's guess. So many. I'm in, I'm impressed with your guess. I wouldn't have thought a hundred. Like but now but the thing is is like when I go back and I think of all those tours we did, like Oh yeah. There were so many in the back in the day and then yeah, you're right. That almost that entire year <laughs> we went everywhere. Uh, but but you know, I guess like to get to get real for a second, I've really watched you grow. Like I'm physically. a bit older than you physically. Yeah. I don't know about height wise. Um, but seriously though, like it's, it's kind of crazy to think back to that first, the first time you guys jumped on a few shows when you were like a baby band back in like 2006, we're going back oh, yeah. 13, 13 years ago. That was, I remember I've told you this story a hundred times, but I still remember uh, Dave Shapiro was there because it was like our first big show. We're going to play like the rave in Milwaukee. And right. we walked in and we we're like, Hey, uh, where do we like load our stuff in? Everyone was like, get out. <laughs> I was just like, man, this might not be the world for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I think we were like extra stressed on that. Oh, tour. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> that was like one of our first, our first like headline tours ever. 
and we had like put a lot of pressure on like our crew and stuff to like you know be a real band. We were like, oh, we were yeah. trying to be a real band for the first time. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry if we we treated you. No, badly. you guys were you guys were so nice. I remember you took us on our tour bus. I was like, I will never be on a tour bus again. Oh, well, this is, this is it. This is the coolest moment. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And then 11 years later, we're sharing one in Europe together. Yes. Yes. Literally. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, that was the best. We're actually, we're about to go over there again in a week. And I was just reminiscing about our, our Christmas markets and just oh, yeah. wild debauchery. Yeah. Well, like debauchery is such a not the word <laughs> like no when you use that it's word, like drinking hot are, wine and <laughs> yeah, drinking, drinking hot wine and, and playing loud 80s music like yeah 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 that's that's one of my favorite things that the devil wears prada does is they have they have something called ladies night oh yeah which Late is not ladies night yeah. which people think like oh ladies night like what you're gonna get a bunch of girls on the bus it's like no absolutely not there will be no women in sight. This None is, girls. No, this is 30-year-old men <laughs> dancing to late 80s music on oh, yeah. the tour bus. Yes, drinking, <laughs> drinking probably something like, well, for you guys, you guys just drink gin straight out of the bottle. You we, guys are animals. Yeah, you know what? We were doing pretty good on this last tour of not doing that, and then it slowly <laughs> devolved again as it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just loved like walking over to you guys before you'd go on stage. Uh, like the like the first time I'd seen you guys do this, and I was just kind of walking by. I didn't want to like I didn't mean to get in your like huddle or anything, but I was just <laughs> happened to be there. And you guys were like, "Shay, get Shay, get in here. You want you want a drink?" And I I got past a bottle, and I was like, "Gin." straight yeah. gin like usually yeah. people are people are drinking jameson in, in our world or something not not gin but yeah it was tanqueray maybe hendrix <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, maybe, maybe beef eater who knows yeah well when you come you're a bunch of hillbillies from you know rural ohio you know you just can't get out of it i guess <laughs> i guess so right you can take the boy out of the whatever right there's the there's the oh same, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go it's, back, man. Let's talk about that stuff because um, I don't know if I've ever talked to you, you know, exactly about how you grew up, where you grew up, and um, I just found out recently that you uh, never completed high school. So I never did. I actually never did. No, well, <laughs> I now have a GED. That's nice. I saw that, and congratulations <laughs> on your admission Thank to. You. To a University of Florida for computer Thank science. You. That's Thank you very much. Yeah, that's I'm a very huge cool. nerd. <laughs> no, I mean, but I guess, you know, that goes to the the late bloomer thing, right? I mean Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, you know, I grew up outside of Dayton, uh, in a little town called Inglewood, Ohio. Um actually Andy, our bass player, and I went to the same high school and Mike actually went to uh, a rival high school. And so I hadn't known those guys since I was like 16 or 17. And, um, you know, I was just a normal kid hanging out, but I really, you know, I just had a rough time in school, not academically. I just didn't want to go and I hated it. And so I kind of just stopped going at a certain point (laughs) and everyone in my life was begging me like, please just finish this. But I guess it was my ornery nature. I refused to. And then we went on tour. I remember our first tour, uh, 
my teacher had given me this packet and was like, if you just do this packet, you'll finish. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> wow. fast forward all these years later, it was always kind of, I, I made a joke out of it, but it was definitely kind of shameful of just, uh, what am I going to tell my kid one day of, you know, th- this, we hit the lottery. It's never going to happen again. So you should probably finish school. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. funny. That's that's funny, but it's true, I guess. Like, uh, w- so what was it about school you didn't like? Was it just other people? Like, were, were was there uh, bullying bullying going on? Like that kind of shit? Well, no, not at all. Actually, I I had a lot of friends. Life was good uh, in that regard, but it was just I really didn't like to do homework, which is hilarious because my entire life is homework now. <laughs> but I just, I, I felt like it was kind of a waste of time and I would be acing the test, but then I would fail because I didn't do the homework. And so right. I kind of just, I don't know. It was stupid. Honestly, it was just a lack of discipline. And my parents weren't very disciplinarian either. Like they're really smart people. They both have master's degrees, but I guess maybe because they got divorced, they're like, just no one yell at anyone and let everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of made me a wild child, I guess. So, so you okay. So your parents are highly educated, but they got divorced. Do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, I do. Yeah. Actually, my brother is, is, he's on his way to a PhD. He's only got about a year left in African politics. And my sister, she, she graduated a while ago. She works at Pepsi. She's like a data analyst at Pepsi. So. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I I would have never thought of you as being that like slacker type that never (laughs) finished high school because you were one of the smartest and most kind of in tune people with what's going on, you know, and like Thank in the you. news, like for, oh, yeah, for, for, sure. for band guys <laughs> I've toured with. And some of the things like, you know, you've told me even after half a bottle of gin, um, you know, has stuck with me. Some of the, like the ideals, oh, oh, okay. like whether it's political ideas or, or, um, just, you know, you, you've said it, I've heard it out of your mouth saying like, I'm a progressive. You know, yeah, I'm rel- I'm relatively progressive. I don't know. I it's kind of like one of those things where I think it's hard, especially in America. I'm sure Canadian politics is the same, but in American politics, it's hard to find a party that really resonates your ideals. And so, when your choice is between like yeah. no rights for all these groups of people and rights, I'm always going to err towards the progressive because that I just I have zero tolerance for like social conservatism. But I, I respect fiscal conservatism of people. I think there's like you know y- you could argue for it. I I don't really I'm not an economics guy, so I don't really know the answer there. But I definitely think the gay people should be able to get married. So if your party says no, I'm never going to vote for you. Right? You know what I mean? So. Right. No, that was actually in the you talk about Canada. That was part of the Canadian election was obviously here in Canada. We've sort of like agreed on that, that that's a fine thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one really has a problem with that. Uh, at least, you know, you know, there isn't really like no one's going to write a newspaper article, at least of course. even in even yeah. in like the, the what's called the right wing newspaper. No one's going to write an article saying, okay, we think gay people shouldn't be allowed to get married anymore. Yet, 
the one of the major parties, that was like a thing that was he never came right out and said it, but he didn't he said he didn't support gay marriage, which is like, oh, wow. well, yeah, I mean, they didn't get elected for a few well, reasons. Hey, maybe but- I don't support your marriage, buddy. I don't know anything about your wife. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> stupid in 2019 to still, you know, say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great take. Uh, um, so, okay. So you've always been known as a Christian band. Yeah. And you I yourself, think so. I think you did or still do. Uh, I identify I, I would as say that. I am. I would say I'm definitely not a Christian. Uh, not that I'm against it. I just uh, it's it's just not for me. And I I think there's very few periods in my life when it really was for me. But certainly one of those periods was when we were starting the band. Um, I think that Mike is definitely maybe. You know, he has his own kind of interpretation, but he he definitely would call himself a Christian. But I think he's probably the only one in the band and has been for a long time that would say that. So, But it's just one of those things you can probably relate to this where if you do something when you're 18, you know, I'm sure that the guys in in like – Corn or Radiohead or like, you know, hey, man, I did a lot of things like 20 or 30 years ago. Well, even for me, I've done things 14 years ago that I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But if it makes, I, I guess, you know, if it makes people happy, they can call it whatever they want. I don't think that we're really a Christian man. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it seems to matter to a lot of people. It certainly doesn't matter to me. I, I, I have that isn't a part of my life at all. You're um, mad now that you found out? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not mad at all. I, um, I, it doesn't change. I know you as like personally so well that it wouldn't. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could tell me you were like a full blown like Satanist and you wished everyone would die. Um, Wish I could for the headlines, you know. But. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would be like, well, that's, you know, cool, man. You believe what you want. Uh, great new album, by the way, you know. Um, but no, I, I, no, I, I just ask you because, you know, I like to get to the bottom of, of where people come from and who mm-hmm. they be- become. And, you know, uh, I don't know. Did you come from a super religious family? Well, yeah, that's kind of like an interesting question because yes, in a certain way, like I went to church a lot when I was a kid, but then at a certain point it became very apparent from my parents that they were just kind of doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. And they were like, we're actually not going to go to church anymore. I was like, okay, cool. And then they never were super strict on, um, just like, I mean, my parents drink. So when right. it came along that people were like, how can you drink if you're a Christian or a Christian band? I'm like, I don't know. My parents and all their friends and my whole family never made that rule. So <laughs> why would I? I don't even know you. Like, I don't really. So I always thought, I think that's part of what drove me away from it was just like all these weird rules from people's certain specific sex being right. put on, you know, and I was like, well, not really, but okay. So, yeah, they. I guess they, my parents probably both are still a Christian, but they don't go to church. And um, I think it's more just like an important thing to them in their own life, I guess. But it's never really pushed on us too no, hard. No, totally. It could be funny with that stuff too, like that people get sort of just ingrained that, that this is like the right way to, to – 
uh, you know, to, to be. And then also when you have children, it's like you kind of want to instill something good in them. The oh, way, big and, time. And yeah. especially like just from a generational thing, like, you know, grandparents probably did that with your parents. Oh, and then they, big time, they thought big that time. They, they should. But some of that stuff is funny. Like one of my um, ex-girlfriends, American, she's American, and her parents mm. would go to church every Sunday. And they would go to this uh, Ukrainian, uh, like a Ukrainian church, where oh, the cool. whole, where the whole um, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not a church. It's person. Like an Orthodox thing or something? Uh, no, like like you know where you go and they like talk about you just you know you you talk you go to the church service right and the okay, entire yeah. but the entire thing <laughs> was in Ukrainian. Oh, so I yeah. I asked. I said, "Oh, I didn't know you guys like because they're they're not Ukrainian people. Uh, I didn't know you guys like spoke or understood Ukraine like Ukrainian." And they're like, "Oh no, we don't." <laughs> I'm like, so you're just uh, sitting oh. there listening to this guy say Ukrainian totally. Like- and and the, <laughs> later I I was like I kind of made a face like I was you know, and the the mom said to me. uh well, you know, you can just sit there and you can really zone out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like meditation, uh, or uh, right? <laughs> I, I was, I was floored, you know. Like, oh yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I, I mean, whatever. Like, if you're just there and you're, if that's your moment to like kind of reflect, um, and that's what religion is to you, then fuck, I don't. I'm cool, you know. Oh yeah. I just thought I, it was a really that's interesting. That's all it take. was for people. I would be pretty chill with it if they right. were just like. Yeah, it's just for me, and I kind of zone out or do my own thing or listen to this guy, you know. But I, I just really get mad when people – I don't know. Maybe it's especially just because we were a part of this whole – we weren't on Solid State, ironically, until this album. But we were kind of <laughs> in that that group of like you know the Under Oath and the Asley Dine and the Norma Jean where people were like, what? You're supposed to be Christian. You're doing this, that, and everything. I was like, ugh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was a real thing. I think that that's almost completely gone now. Uh, at least like yeah. oh, now yeah. that you guys are at a certain age, and and a lot of your fans have kind of grown up with you guys. So yeah. I think people oh, people time. get it yeah. a lot more. But that totally there was like there was like backlash, and bands like definitely wouldn't have like even have a beer on top of an amp. That was like a huge no, faux, no, faux never. Yeah, yeah. It was it, you had to hide it, which goes to show how ridiculous it is but like all of us back then should have just came out and have been you know hey i'm 20 years old man and i drink a lot of beers because here i am with all my friends it is what it is you know yeah yeah. but you're afraid i guess (laughs) well obviously you guys have matured a lot and i'm not just talking about the song titles (laughs) uh but I, i do just like like my favorite one ever was I hate buffering because who doesn't oh, yeah. who doesn't hate buffering? <laughs> but it's just really Global appeal. <laughs> it's really funny. Like I hadn't looked back at those song titles in a while. Um, <laughs> some of them are like I mean they make me laugh, especially knowing that side of you guys. Oh yeah. Um, but well, do you look like back and shake your head or do you like laugh? A, yeah? Oh yeah, I laugh. I mean, almost anything we've ever done has just been you know, gut instinct moves without a lot of planning and you just kind of go, well, this would be funny if we did that or, oh, this part would be cool. It it was only very recently we like 
I don't want to say that. Mike's put a lot of thought into things over the last however many years. But definitely at the beginning, it was just kind of shooting fish in a barrel and see what happens. <laughs> right, right. No, it's it's funny. I just like that you guys really stuck to it. Like, I'm looking at, like, the Plagues album, which, you know, it's, oh, a, God. It, yep. it's, a, it's an album that a lot of people, like, really, you know, gravitated towards. It, oh, yeah. It was a huge record for you guys. And, like, I always think it's funny when, like, Fall Boy was the, was the band... F- that I remembered, like, I guess the biggest band that would do that, where all the song titles would be like inside jokes or like something the silly. Goofy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then they'd always have just like one song would be called the name of it, like Dance Dance. <laughs> you know, and and you guys you nope. like you ran out of titles or? Yeah, yeah or they just like the label was like can you please just have the one song be like called what the, they say what you say in the chorus oh yeah but i love that, that like that album you guys just do not deviate from it no <laughs> there's not, not well, one we, we didn't really have the radio single at that point. i suppose that's true <laughs> i suppose that's true uh yeah, uh, I forgot about those titles. That's funny. We even well, we all shorten them in our heads when we talk about them or play them if we ever do, and so you even forget how absurd they were in the original form. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's such a funny thing about working titles. I I don't know if you remember any any working titles you had, but one time we had one, and it, I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but one of the working titles was for one of our songs was butt sex. Oh, hey, and there yeah, you go. yeah, we just went right there. I don't know why that was <laughs> what it was called. Neil, you Neil came left up with it, it on there. It could have, you know, been like a controversial kind of, you know, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, like talking about it, like when we talk about the, the track listing, people be like, track one's definitely got to be butt sex. And like, <laughs> you don't, you don't think about what you're saying. Because it takes on a different meaning, but like, you know, talking about, um, talking about the songs in the studio and like people being like, okay, so, um, like talking to Bill, like, so Bill, what song do you want to play, record next on bass? And he's like, I don't want to do butt sex. Definitely. I don't want to do butt sex. (laughs) You're like, please tell me someone's making a DVD of this thing right now. (laughs) It's just so, so absurd. Uh, I love that. man. Uh, so the new record, you really shine. Oh, thank you. You you, you do a that. lot of. There's a lot of Jeremy vocals on that thing. There is a lot. Yeah. It. It. I don't know that it started out that way, but it just kept happening and happening and happening. And and there's a lot on there. Yeah, it's it's cool though. I think you sound better than you've ever sounded. Um, thank and, you. And the the difference between like what you're doing and what Mike are what Mike is doing vocally it's there's such a divide you know like he's oh, comes yeah. in so aggressive yeah. like he some he has some of the most like intense vocal performances I've ever heard him do and then you come in just with some of the most sort of I don't know if it's if it's the way you're singing or, or the production or both but it's really really like it's really really amazing I think you sound incredible thank you well, I got to give, I have to give like 199% credit to John, uh, our keyboard player. He, he produced the album. He wrote a, a huge portion of the songs, uh, with a lot of help from Kyle, our other guitar player. Yeah. And, and, and even, um, 
especially the ones that are really singing forward. Uh, most of those were John's uh, parts and melodies and everything that he would send over. And and his big thing was that we kept writing songs that were not in a good range for me to sing to. Oh, yeah. And he, he really took a vocal first approach, which is like, duh, why does it take you that many albums to do? But <laughs> like I said, it's different. I think that you know, a lot of times when guitar players write songs for people, they're thinking, oh, this would be cool and this and that. But if you're trying to write like a rock song, then you want it to work for your singer. And so he definitely had that approach. And he also, he kind of refused to let me get any freebies or cheap stuff. And we really just worked together and in, into getting into this mindset of, of you're going to deliver this thing. There's not going to be a bunch of effects on it. And, and it's just got to stand on its own. So right. I, I personally, I really appreciated that because I, I've, I've, I'm not going to say I didn't have a good voice. I've always known it's, it's pretty good, but it definitely <laughs> is not something to write an article about. I don't think until this album. So I was appreciative of, of being given the chance to do that. So totally. Yeah. One of the standout tracks for me, I thought was uh, please say no. Oh yeah. Uh, really, really, one. really, really dug that song. And, and you know, that's, that's a real, like that could be a, like an acoustic song almost, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The way that that's put together. And I don't think that that's something, I mean, definitely not something you could have put on plagues. Um, no, you know, it's, <laughs> but, but definitely, you know, I don't know. It's it, the, the progression you've had. It, it does seem to make sense though, to me, like I've, I was feeling that. Um, Thank you. Kind of just where you were, where you were coming from. Well, they, what happened was that uh, John and Kyle kind of started to write. We had two ideas. We were either going to do a zombie follow-up EP. Everybody loved our zombie EP. Or we were going to do just a different album. And so they wrote all these songs for the zombie thing. And it just felt so exhaustive. And, and we're so locked into this genre that we really just don't resonate with very much. Not to say there aren't good players in it but that's just not the kind of stuff that any of us listen to so mm -hmm. i remember sitting in chicago at a restaurant and everybody going well let's just hands in and do some something wild and crazy and if everyone hates it then we'll just stop playing you know because what do you, I, I i am sick at least for me of after 14 years i don't want to try and steer certain port i just want to do what i'm sorry, gonna the do phone just people cut, you know sorry jeremy to cut you off the phone just cut out for a second i, I heard uh oh can you I hear heard, me i'm no, sorry no no i got you good <laughs> just for a second it's it was right at like your main point you said like uh you said after 14 years i don't want to and then it went it went to, oh well i was just saying i don't really want to try and and intentionally steer my ship anywhere i we've done so many things where you intend for this or that and it doesn't work or you don't intend for it and it does work that i would rather just really believe in something roll the dice and see what happens with it rather than make a bunch of calculated decisions that just don't you know you know this probably better than anybody we have very little control over how our work is received and mm -hmm. so at least if you really believe in the work then you're happy no matter what. So, it, I mean, for whatever reason, we got both out of this one. So I was happy about that. But uh. yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like uh, so much of what bands seem to do, like and when I'm t I talk about bands, like bands that have been together for more than 10 years, um, mm -hmm. what they tend to do 
is the big thing is they get a little bit of heat on an album and then 10 years later they do the anniversary tour. Um, right, right. And, and not only have you guys have done that, um, my band has done that. You guys are about to support uh, uh, We Came As Romans that are going to do that. Of course. And yeah. this is the thing that we do um, for two reasons. The first, the first reason being it's going to be successful because a lot of people want to see it. And they want to experience that record in its entirety again um, from a nostalgia standpoint. But also, it's fun to go back and reminisce about that shit. Oh, big time. Yeah, but, it's awesome. But the thing is, is like you can't just keep doing those things, right? Like You have to continue to progress. And hopefully, 10 years from now, people will be into what you're doing now. And you'll be able to come back and, and reflect back on this. You know, I think oh, you, yeah. ha- I think you yeah. have to look at it from that mindset. Well, when you think about, you know, one of our, our very best friends, and we toured with you guys several times, uh, was a day to remember growing up. Yeah. And their material has aged much better than the things that we were playing in that era. You know, their songs were just better structured. The melodies were better written. Jeremy's a very talented guy. And so they have, they've definitely evolved over the years, but they haven't really had to change the model as much as somebody like us, where we really had to go left field and, and with many albums and just be like, look, this was a flash in a VFW hall pan. (laughs) But now, (laughs) now you guys are the same way. You know, when we were playing with you guys, you had great, almost pop songs coming out that were excellent. And then we would just get up there and like, you know, swing our stuff around, destroy everything. And that was the vibe of it. But that's not going to work, you know, when you're 30 and you have a babysitter to go see your favorite band. You kind of want a little bit more. You say you don't online, but you definitely want more. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just saw Data Remember. They came through Detroit uh, on that tour there with with I Prevail and Beartooth. Mm -hmm. Man, like I'm so proud of those guys. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Like the first show when we had – uh, a day to remember, a, a day to remember, come and, and open for us. This is so funny. I don't think I've ever talked about this. The very first show, we were playing in like Wisconsin or something, and met all the guys. And Jeremy was sick and didn't sing. Their merch guy sang. Oh my god! And Jeremy <laughs> stayed in the van sleeping because he was sick. The first show. <laughs> So the first time I ever saw a day to remember, I was like, yes, Ben's, Ben's pretty good. It wasn't Jeremy. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. Yeah. Could only go up yeah. And there. then, and yeah. then <laughs> like the next day, Jeremy came out. He's like, oh yeah, sorry. I was sick uh, yesterday and I was very confused. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and then they played and I was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's really good. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but just to see, just from that to seeing them headline the show sold out, it's like 7,000 people there. Oh um, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and they sounded so good. The production is so good, and I love that they've just stuck to to it. Like you know, they they were doing, they were like doing wild production, like in over their heads production before anyone else was. And oh it, yeah, and it just absolutely. totally paid off for them. Like good for them. Well, that's Jeremy. He's just a genius, and you know, some of the most fun I've ever had is just watching. You know, Mike, our singer, he's also a really smart guy, and they 
they definitely have totally different approaches, but they respect each other's game. And so I like to watch them engage and trade ideas. I'm not that much. I'm more of a executor. They're definitely both more of innovators. And so I like to watch people like that operate and just, and that's all Jeremy was. He goes, how much will they let us do? I'll do 35% more than that and convince them to let us do it because, and it just works and works and works. So awesome. No, awesome. Is it true that you guys had, uh, 57 demos? That's the number (laughs) I heard. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. Hell, I sent in like 24 and we like scrapped every single one of those. Really? You wrote 24, Uh, you wrote 24 songs? Yeah, they were like pop songs though. They were never going to make it. I was kind of just, just getting some stuff out there to push things in an even further direction, which is what everybody was kind of doing. So, uh, Kyle, I know he had probably at least 40 of those 57 were things and, and some of them made it and a bunch of them didn't. And that's, they weren't even necessarily bad. It just wasn't, wasn't where everyone was resonating the right way. Yeah, it was a lot. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Well, you say that you sent in, did you say 24? Was that the number? Probably at um, least maybe some of them were like 30 second clips, but, uh, what are you going to do? Well, do you, you know? Is there any ambition for you to, to do something yourself on the side? I mean, obviously you've come into your own vocally. I mean, if you're writing, you know, what you call pop songs, there might be something there that could, yeah, be, could be fun. I think that that would probably be really stupid if I didn't. Um, okay. I think part of what makes our band special is that Mike and I have, like you said, very different voices, but I think that we almost take on kind of a duality element in the sound. And and I think they work really well together. And so I personally dislike having to uh, usurp that in any way. And I also think he's such a great front man that in ways that I'm not. And so it, it, it's very unattractive to me to do anything other than the duality in our band. And so it'd be nice to have another outlet, which was just more focused on that. Um, but I, I, I had thought about it in the past, but it wasn't that serious until probably this album, but I'm so busy. Who knows if somebody else writes it for me, I'll sing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's going to happen with those 24, uh, demos you made? I mean, that's, Dude, I that's, don't know. Well, you haven't heard them. Albums. You don't know if they're any if they're any good. <laughs> I think there's a few things in there that that may creep out. I I definitely want to do something. Um, I'm so insanely busy, but uh, I'm sure I'll find time somewhere. What's one more thing? I think I was just telling somebody yesterday. I've already got 500 plates. What's 501 to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, I'm, I mean, what are all these things? Obviously going back to school, University of Florida, computer yeah, science, yeah. that's a big undertaking. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very big. Even right now I'm in, I'm in a calculus three course. I'm in a, a advanced physics course. I'm in, uh, just all, all kinds of courses. Uh, as we speak on top of that, I'm playing in the band, uh, I actually tour managed us on this last tour oh my. Uh, with Mike. So, um, and, and it, I like doing that, you know, we're old and we've been doing this a long time and I like to know it's very important to me to represent the band in a, uh, 
polite, friendly, cooperative <laughs> manner to venues. Like right. um, that's something, you know, uh, Ben, our, our tour manager and sound guy for years and years. And yeah. a lot of those lessons I learned from him of just you, a lot of times you can't control how many people show up to your show, how much money is made or lost, but you can certainly control whether the crew there that day has a good time or not. So yeah. I try and kind of present, hey, no matter what happens today, everybody's going to have fun and there's going to be no drama. So I, I like having control over That's that. That's funny you mentioned Ben. Because, um, well, we're taking Ben out, actually. Um, no, I, I ben, think I heard that. Yeah, yeah we, I think I heard that. Ben, it's Ben's, so, uh, such a small world. <laughs> I, love, I mean, we love Ben. But it's funny, our old our old tour manager, uh, Danny, who's, you know was with us for years, who's, who's yep, with no, their right well. now. <laughs> I mean, Danny's an Englishman. Very like calm, very sweet. Doesn't oh, raise yes. his voice. Ben from Kansas City, bit of a hard oh, ass when he needs to be. <laughs> um, and, and I like that. You know, I think it's cool that you can get the job done, uh, kind of with a, a, you know, a few different approaches. Oh yeah. Well, the the thing is, at the bottom line, you have to have the mentality that you work for this band and this band alone, and and their shows can happen the way they want that day. And sometimes you have to be the bad guy. But if you go past somebody on the back after and say, you understand why that had to happen. Right. I'm not trying to come after you. It's just we're all trying to do a job. Then everybody's pretty professional and they and they're chill. God, I love Danny too. <laughs> oh yeah, the best. I was just talking to him on 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 Instagram. Oh yeah, the best man. Um, I think I got the name for uh, your solo project. What's that going to be? How about Johnny Calculus and the Derivatives? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You're such a scholar now. I mean, yeah, and maybe I'll wear my glasses during that. <laughs> so it could be a real kind of weezer, yeah, like a yeah, pocket cheek. protector and all that. <laughs> The thing is, you know this better than anybody. If you're to hang out with me, you would not think that. I drink a lot of beer. I'm kind of a rowdy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really give off the scholarly vibe, so it's kind of hidden down in there. I'm more you'd find me more on a pontoon boat than you would in a class, <laughs> you would think. So <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say so. I mean I I definitely know you more on that level. Um, you know, <laughs> Uh, like talking to you, like again, being half in the bag at three o'clock in the morning, actually probably later than that, uh, in oh, Europe yeah. on a bus, just screaming about <laughs> whatever, um, you know, Paul Mark has probably convinced the bar we were at to give us some to go wines. And then, <laughs> you know, we're stopping for a case of Miller on the way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly right. So that's, that's how I know you, but, uh, what, uh when did you move to Charlotte? Um, so I've actually only been here for four months, maybe something like that. Um, it was right right after we got back from Alaska. I drove down here. Um, I had just I had been in Chicago for like ten or eleven years, and I loved it. It kind of raised me as a degenerate kind of, you know, <laughs> bar fly in the best way. You know, it makes you, especially with, with my on the road lifestyle, it was right. an easy transition every time I got home. And, uh, I had just, you know, Mike and I would go to the same bar every Wednesday and hang out. And, and I just had so many friends, but I'm 32 now and, and things are different and, and I really don't care about the nightlife as much. And now I'm trying to go take my dog with my girlfriend to the brewery at, uh, 
you know, I mean, we were at your show. That was yeah. a late night for us. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it's like that bar in Chicago, <laughs> whatever it's called, right by the House of Blues. That's um, yeah, that's definitely like Barfly. Oh, like super! Yeah. I love that place, but yeah, it's it's a dive. It's it's great. That it's one of the probably. I think it's one of the best cities in the world and not just because I live there. You know, we've been everywhere. You would probably say the same. Toronto is uh, not I, one of those cities. I love Chicago, man. I love it. So, but it's just, it's so expensive and yeah. and I'm not there most of the time anyway. So I kind of just wanted a little slower pace and, and my girlfriend's family lives in Nashville. So we knew people and we're like, let's go. Let's hit the mountains. <laughs> so, so sh- but why Charlotte of all the, like all the places you could pick? Kind well, of- we were a little afraid of jumping right into a smaller town. So okay. we figured, okay, this is still urban. Um, like I'm looking out my window right now. I got the whole skyline outside of my balcony. So I'm still, I'm still in the city, which is nice, but, uh, it's cool. Everyone is so nice. Um, you know, I'm from Ohio, like I said, originally, so I'm used to pretty simple, laid back people and, and they're definitely more sophisticated here than where I came from, but they're, they're very nice. Everyone's so friendly and smiles and asks you how your day is going, which definitely not the case in Chicago. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I know. a nice it's, change. There is a weird thing, like, cause I lived in downtown Toronto for so many years too. There was like a weird fear and this is totally irrational, but <clears throat> but I had this fear of like, okay, I need to be able to wake up and I need to walk, be able to walk somewhere to get a coffee. Oh, like yeah. that's, that's like my weird definition of what an, like living in an urban place is. I, I know it's so silly. And now, I mean, I could walk to get a coffee where I live now, but it would, but you don't, it would take me, well, it would take me like a, it's like a kilometer maybe. Um, oh yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah. It's, and it's like a Tim Hortons on the corner. Uh, so I'm not going to do that, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it is weird how, in some ways I was like, why, why am I holding on to this? You know, like <laughs> I don't need to, to do this. I'd rather have a, like live in a house and have some property and like, you know, oh, yeah. like I, I feel once I got over this, like, like fear of, of, um, of like, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's like you, you feel like when you're in the city, you feel like more relevant or yeah, something oh, like that. And yeah, I, I was yeah. afraid that I was going to be somewhat irrelevant living you know, outside of the city, but, um, I really don't, I really don't mind it. No. And what, and what was even defining that relevance? You know, it's not like everyone that passed you by, like, good, you're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, It's no our self-imposed yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally, man. Um, but you seem like you're doing so well. I know personally you went through the ringer like the last couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I ringed it. <laughs> I've been on a self-imposed ringer quest for a long time. I was eventually was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So I, I cut that out, man, and just really started to say, well, I don't know. Maybe you, you've been through similar situations where so much of your life can be defined when you're young and you start a band and the band gets successful and, and you really never stop doing it. Your whole identity gets wrapped up into that. And so you can, mm-hmm. you're allowed to let other things go because at the end of the day, you still have this. But then I started to think, I just don't want that to be what defines me and, and, and just started doing other things. And coincidentally now I think the band's doing better than it has in years. So maybe it's, you know, especially for Mike and I, we've been doing this thing 
pretty much since he was 17 and I was 18. And, and so we have this need to have something outside of that. So I think that's what I, it was, was just saying, uh, there's a lot of things in my life that make me unhappy. And so I'm just going to move on from those things and only do stuff that makes me happy from here on out. So I love it, man. I love it so much. So, uh, <clears throat> so what else is going on? You guys are going to Europe pretty soon. That tour, are, yeah. that tour supporting, we came as Romans, uh, has been announced. Yep. Um, we, uh, we we're really excited about that. I like those guys. They're from uh, they're from right up the road, right up seventy five yep. in Michigan. So they kind of got a similar ethos to us, just not real entitled, you know, type of people. They're pretty chill, which I like. Um, and then uh, except I don't know. for what them, else it's not got? it's not gin. I think it's like like Fireball or something that they drink. They probably well, um, we, maybe we could we could do both. You know, <laughs> could do both. <laughs> no, I uh, and I saw Andy drink a lot of Fireball on one of the tours we did. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, I could see that happen. I could. Well, they're nice guys. You know what they I mean? Are. They're I saw just Dave, really actually, nice guys. I actually at that uh, day to remember show. I saw Dave. And, uh, oh, talk, nice. Talk to I him love Dave, man. For a while, Great and he's, he's doing awesome, too. He's back in Michigan, so... Uh yeah, it's it's uh, that's going to be a really great tour. I hope I can come out and uh, hang out with you guys. Oh, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what's a huge bummer is I just found out that I'm because of that tour, I'm going to miss you guys here by like five days. So I'm pretty bummed about that. But uh, it's the nature of the beast. <laughs> I know that always happens. No, I like I like Charlotte, um, that Fillmore venue. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I love I live that kind of little... near that actually. What's that? I said I kind of live near that area. Oh, cool! Well, that music town or whatever. Cool. No, it's it's, called it's a there. nice place to have like friends come out because there's that that like bar next door, that little outdoor patio with the volleyball yeah, courts the German, or German beer hall thing. Yeah, yeah that place cool. is tight. I like that place. All right, I'm going to send you guys a list. You know, I know you're big list people, so I'm going to send you a list <laughs> of all the must dos here that I've learned so far. <laughs> Can you please? Because like I, I've always heard, and I, I'm not trying to diss. Um, uh, Charlotte or, or North Carolina, but the reputation out there is that North Carolina is boring, and that <laughs> yeah, Charlotte that. and that Charlotte is the boring city in North Carolina. A lot of people are like, oh, Raleigh is like way like there's Raleigh's way more. Definitely the hip kind of. Right. Well, they have they have Duke and uh, and UNC and yeah. uh, North Carolina State right there, so it's kind of a tech triangle. But uh, you've probably noticed this, that over the past maybe four or five years, almost anywhere that you go, including even my old hometown, they're really, I guess some people say gentrifying, but they're really kind of upgrading their urban areas and trying to make them like really fun for people that aren't that don't want to have to move to New York or something to like have good <laughs> restaurants, good bars and yeah. stuff. So yeah. it, it's definitely has that character where even since I moved here, there's like four or five cool places that are opening up. So, so I'll give you a list. I'm sure Bill will, will give me a, an honest review, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, please, please give, please give me the list. And uh, to all the I North will. Carolina people that are like, swearing at their radios right now i am not insulting north carolina i Dude, like they're up it in the mountains they don't even hear us right now they're <laughs> they're out there getting adventure on <laughs> personally i love it and i also love college basketball so okay so oh, yeah i'm a north oh, carolina right fan 
Um, not the team North Carolina. Just I just like that there's so much college basketball. Oh yeah, there's so it's tons, not my yeah. take. I'm just saying that that's what I've been hearing <laughs> is that people say North Carolina is boring. Get him out of here. But I'm going to get that list from Jeremy and everything will be good. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're really going to love it. Well, it's good beer town. You know, the whole uh-huh. state is probably some of the best beer that's coming out right now. You know, Asheville is like a huge hub for that. So, yeah. So I'll send you at least five or six breweries to hit that are like must do's. Sure. Sure. No, I, uh. I'm all about that, man. Uh, okay, well, dude, uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Um, what else to tell the people? Anything that uh, that I forgot or people need to know? Um, honestly, please just check out the new album. We're, we're really pumped on it, and, and it seems to have been really well-received, which is awesome. And, um, you know, who would have thought all these years later they just can't kill these old dogs so <laughs> <laughs> well the Lord act, knows they tried <laughs> the new record the act is out right now and uh i'm gonna play a tune for the people and sometimes i ask the guest what song this time i'm gonna take it upon myself and i'm gonna play my personal favorite which i talked about it's called please say no here it is dude thank um, you on syndrome thank you jeremy Please.
So there is awesome new stuff from The Devil Wears Prada. Please say no. Jeremy is just killing it all up and down this album. The act is out now. So go check it out. Maybe pick up a vinyl. Maybe buy it for someone for Christmas. I'm sure they would love to own this album. Next week, we'll be back again with an all-new episode. And sometimes I take breaks at Christmas. We'll see. I I don't know yet if I will or I won't. But uh, regardless, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss all the content that I have coming all up at you. And if you're looking for a gift for someone, why not give them the gift that keeps on giving? That is a membership to the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. We had quite a few gifts last year, actually, around this time of year. And uh, it's pretty cool, you know? You get patches shipped every three months. A little reminder that, oh, hey, remember last year? Yeah, you you gave me a pretty cool gift there, dude, or dudette. So, yeah, check it out again. The link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. My wish list, if you want to hook me up, leadsingersyndrome.com slash wish list. And that is about it. Well, you know what? Because it's such a great record and Jeremy's such a great guy, I'm going to play another new Devil Wears Prada song so you can check it out and be like, oh yeah, this guy is good. This guy is really good. So I'll leave you with this last tune. Here is Chemical on Lee Singer Syndrome. Peace and love, and we'll see you next week. Waking up to no meaning, stare at the ceiling.